Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special Bella Asks episode of The Ethicast. I'm your host, Bill Coffin. As longtime members of the Business Ethics Leadership Alliance, or Bella, know, we offer a special concierge service, whereby Bella members who have any questions at all about ethics and compliance can send them to us, and then our internal experts will provide an answer and or direct them to a helpful resource for more information. Some of these concierge requests are rather specific to a particular company's needs, but many of them represent larger themes facing Bella members. That's why we are using this show to thematically respond to high-level questions from the Bella community. And joining us to give those responses is Bella Chair Erica Salmon-Byrne. Erica, welcome as always. It's great to see you. Bill, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, as, as you said, we get so many of these concierge requests every year, uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's always interesting to step back and look at some of the common threads that go all the way through, because if we had one Bella member come forward with a particular question, chances are good. We've got five or six people out there in the world wondering the exact same thing. And so let's answer the questions. For sure. And that is especially true of this question because we have a lot on this topic and no, nobody has actually used the language I'm about to use, but they all share the exact same sentiment. And that sentiment is, OMG, how do I train my board? So mm -hmm. this, is, this is one of those things that's way easier said than done. It's a, a process that is fraught with challenge, um, ripe with possibility, but yep. also it's just, it's just super complicated. There's a lot that goes into it. So Erica, OMG, how do I train my board? Yeah, and and Bill, I, I think um, maybe I'll, I'll start with why to train your board um, as far as before I get into the how to train your board piece of things, because we really saw this one kick off uh, in terms of the, the frequency with which we were getting a version of this question. When the Department of Justice a couple of years ago put the question of compliance expertise on the board into the evaluation of corporate compliance programs document. And there were two, two things that sort of came out of that. One was, what do they mean by that, right? What does it mean to have expertise on the board? And two, how do I train to give, make sure that there's the expertise on the board that if I wind up in front of the regulators, I would get credit that I have compliance and ethics expertise on my board. Yeah. So on the one hand, you've got that kind of why out there. And then at the same time, you've got this internal corporate reality that for a lot of companies, the, the, the directors, the board of directors is some odd combination of Mount Rushmore and the gods on Olympus, right? Like, you know, it's, 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 it's the, the, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to bow before them because they are all powerful. And it can take a little while to kind of get over that, right? That, that, that these people and they are people, right? They're, they're not, it's not Zeus, you know, it's a person, <laughs> these people are there to uphold a fiduciary duty to oversee management of the business on behalf of shareholders, right? That's what they're there for. That's what they're there for. They're there to provide advice and guidance to management and to represent the view of people who are not in the room hearing about the strategy of the business. And so if you think about it that way, it becomes much easier to say, okay, how do I design training that has the right learning outcomes for somebody in that function. Um, when we uh, hosted the Global Ethics Summit earlier in April, we had a wonderful panel of uh, a, a couple of directors. Uh, for those of you out there who are Bella members and have not watched that, all of the GES sessions are on demand on the Bella Member Hub. 
strongly recommend you go watch this particular panel because it was fantastic. But one of the directors who is the uh, chair of the audit committee, um, I believe maybe it's, maybe it's risk. Anyway, chair, uh, committee chair at WSP said that she thinks that her job as a director is to be inspirationally irritating. Right. And so if you take that particular point of view, if you've got somebody on your board, who's like, no, 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 I'm going to ask the questions until I get the answers that I want and make sure that everybody is, 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 is doing what it is that I believe the, the company needs to do. Um, then you can start to think about learning outcomes for that group in a way that becomes very interesting. Mm -hmm. And so to the question of how do I train my board? The, the, the thing we are seeing most companies do today is a, a sort of a tabletop exercise version of ethics and compliance. So you're probably out there listening accustomed to doing tabletop exercises for privacy or tabletop exercises for data breaches or tabletop exercises for some other kind of you know, quality issue or a recall if you're a consumer-based business. Do a tabletop exercise for ethics and compliance. And if you don't have an internal issue that allows you to practice, use somebody else's misfortune, right? Like the Wall Street Journal has stories on a weekly basis of something going wrong in some business, in some fashion, in some part of the world. Take that fact pattern and ask yourself, not could it happen here, but how could it happen here? How could this happen here? What would it look like? What would be the pattern? How would it come up? And what would we as directors do to respond to that particular situation? That is an incredibly effective way of engaging your board in an activity that hopefully you never have to engage in from a, from a, a real life perspective. But if you do, you've practiced, right? You've practiced what it looks like to talk through those kinds of scenarios. Um, and so that's, that's our best answer to the how right now, Bill. Um, but it really starts with the why, right? Why, why, why do you want to be training your board in the first place? And what are the learning outcomes you're looking to get? How can people avoid the trap of having their regular board updates kind of masquerade uh, as as actual board training. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, and and this is something that we we certainly have seen over the years. Um, you know, fortunately for most of the companies in our data set today, um, that that sort of reliance on ENC updates is only happening in about twenty percent of cases, right? So about eighty percent of the companies in our day, our WME community today have figured out how to do board training on ENC risk topics that is not masquerading as um, uh, you know, an, an, a, a normal ENC update. And part of the reason for that is if you think about the ENC update, a couple of things. One, you're probably not giving it to the whole board, right? Chances are good you're talking to the committee that oversees the program. Um, and then that particular committee chair is probably reporting out to the board on what they learned in the committee. That's the most typical pattern that we see across most of our data set. And two, the, the, the program update window is really intended for you to have a dialogue with the oversight committee about what's happening inside the program. It's not an, an opportunity for them to practice. It's not an opportunity for them to engage in dialogue. It's not really an opportunity for them to learn anything new about the broader ecosystem in which you might be swimming. It's a program-focused conversation about what's happening inside the organization. So if you look at that, and you, again, you think about outcomes, right? What, what's the purpose of training your board, right? The purpose of training your board is to make them better allies for the program and to make them better able to spot the risks that might be coming for the business. And so if you approach it that way, it becomes pretty obvious uh, pretty quickly that you can't use your ENC program update uh, and count it as board training. How much does my intent or my program or my, you know, uh, 
uh, desire to train the board rest upon me having a really good working relationship with the corporate secretary so I can actually get the keys to the kingdom. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It is one of those corporate relationships that you should not take for granted, right? Because the corporate secretary, together with the board chair, are going to control the agenda, um, and they are going to be the ones that decide across all of the competing priorities that are in front of the board at any given point, what actually gets the time and makes it into the room. So yeah, it's a very important relationship. Um, definitely not one you should take for granted in any way, shape, or form. And and I do think, you know, from from all the corporate secretaries that I've talked to over the years, you know, making sure that you go in to be able to say, hey, I I, I want to engage in this exercise with the board. Here's the outcome that I'm hoping to get from it. This is the reason why I'm doing it. And here's how many other people in my in our space are doing this, the exact same thing. Right. That's going to be one of the ways that you're going to get you're going to win that argument for time and you're going to have the ability to put that on the board's agenda. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on the show and to lending us your insights and your understanding. Uh, I get an awful lot out of it, and I'm sure that Bella members and everybody else in the ethics economy does, too. So once again, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely, Bill. My pleasure. And to all the Bella members out there uh, listening in, I keep those questions coming. I'm Bill Coffin, and this has been a special Bella Asks episode of The Ethicast. For more episodes, please visit the Ethisphere YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ethisphere. And if this is your first time enjoying the show, then please make sure to like, and most importantly, to subscribe either on YouTube or on our podcasting platforms at Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. To learn more about Bella, please visit bella.ethisphere.com to request guest access to the Bella Member Resource Hub and to speak with a Bella Engagement Director. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, remember, strong ethics is good business.